0: Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Serving fear. This is the thing that the, that um, makes me ponder a lot. That as Christians, we could be serving fear more than we're serving God. Now we wouldn't think so. And of course we know the Bible says, in some churches we' focus on that more than other churches, uh, you know, to fear God is the beginning. Well, it's the beginning, but it's not the conclusion, because perfect love casts out fear. So I believe that a lot of Christians in this room, yes, I might be guilty myself. I believe we spend a lot of time serving fear, but it disguises itself as love. Hmm. Now, Job, the holy man that he he was, he loved God, and every morning he woke up early, and he did his sacrifices, and he made sure that he repented for everybody, and all these things... And then he said, What I fear the most has come upon oh, me meaning God came for his stuff. So was Job in love with God or was he just fearful? All the waking up early and the praying that's serving God or serving fear. Now you may say, Well, well, I, I, I fear God. And you've heard Christians say that. I fear God. But the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. So you must just have a little bit of God. If you're still serving fear. And fear of God is not the same thing as serving God. Hmm. Yes? Because there's many individuals in Trinidad that fear the police and it's not because they love them. Hmm? Some of you reckless drivers, you might fear the police when they get behind you. But if it's February the 14th, you do do not give them a Valentine's card. So is it possible... That we have deceived ourselves and we have tricked ourselves into believing that we love God so much. We we just love Him so much. We rise, we pray, and we pray, and we give thanks for our food. We do all of this. We come to church. We don't ever miss church. We do all of this. But is it possible you're just serving fear? And not God. Because you're either afraid God is going to come for His stuff or He ain't going to give you no stuff. <laughs> And I am sure there's some sanctimonious believers somewhere today that believe that they're more loving than anybody else. And they they say they're more loving because I never miss Sunday. I'm always early, you know. And I say my prayers every morning and I say my prayers at night. And even if I eat a piece of candy, I say, Lord, I thank you for my bountiful supply. Don't let it choke me. There's a young man in this house one time, you asked him to pray for food. He said, Lord, take all the demons off of it. Well, amen, if there's any demons in this dead chicken here, let's, let's, let's remove the demons. But I have never in my entire life thought about taking demons out of food. And as when Peter was saying to the Lord, you know, you are the Christ. I wonder, where did you get that thought from? Because I don't think that thought came from heaven, you know. (laughs) Is it possible that thought came from fear? How much of our sacrifices and our devotion to God, you know, and I'm talking to some of us sanctimonious ones, how much of that is just we are serving fear because we don't want God to take our stuff and God ain't brought my stuff yet, so. And by stuff, I don't mean that you're lustful for something. I mean you're fearful that God won't give it to you or you're fearful that God is going to take it away, which means you are serving fear more than God. Though you say he lives in your heart. That might be why it pound so much. That might be why your gavinas rattles at night. Hmm. Because we serve fear more than God. Now maybe fear chased us into church. Some of us come to church out of fear. Fear we're going to die. Fear we're going to prison for life. Fear of something. Fear we're pregnant by somebody other than the person I'm supposed to be pregnant by. All kinds of fears, you know. This is a good place to come if you're fearful. But shouldn't it be removed? And I want you to think about this. This is not to make you feel bad because you say, You mean I've been living a lie all my life. I thought I loved God. I might as well become Buddha. It's not about punishing yourself. It's not about condemning yourself and judging yourself. It's about making room in your heart for love that had no place because of all the fear you had. Are you too fearful to believe that you may have been serving fear more than serving And yes, if fear chased you into the house this morning, and you ain't been to church in a long time, hallelujah, I'm glad fear is working. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. A little fear mixed with mercy can go a long ways to get you into the house of God. Amen. Yes. To be chased to safety. <laughs> We're not going to knock at. But for those of us that's been serving the Lord out of holy fear and holy reverence and holy righteousness and holy everything, what if we're just serving fear? That would explain why we think and why we often, in our expectations, we expect discipline and not Blessings. Hmm? We expect discipline and not blessings. And you say, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true. When you run for your ringing phone, you expect bad news or good news. You not run into that phone because you think something good is on the other end. You think there's something bad or important. Huh? Yes, You don't think an Australian man's calling you to propose to you? Huh? You think somebody in Australia stole your identity? Huh? When that phone rings and your heart races you, I mean, you jump. Yes? Yes? We jump more at the phone than we do the preacher saying hallelujah. They don't do nothing. Huh? But late something made in China ring. But what is it that we are going to? Do we expect that we have won the lotto? Do we expect that somebody has decided, you know, to give you a lot of money or give you a new car? No. Something important. Mm. And some of you even answer the phone. What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> Especially if it's nighttime. What's wrong? What's wrong? Huh? What's wrong? What happened? some of you would have better health if you did not have a phone that's why God ain't gave you a new phone that's why he ain't gave you a nice phone that, that rings because that phone gonna kill you huh wonder how many people had a visitation by God but died before they had a chance to hear what God had to say I knew this preacher one time. We was in a class together, and it was kind of interesting. And he had been—he grew up in the church, and and so he had started preaching. And you know, but he said, "I've never heard the voice of God," which is kind of strange. He's preaching and all that, but he said he never heard God's voice audibly. So he was always praying for God to speak to him. Speak to me, God. Speak to me. He said one day he was—he was alone about lunchtime or something, and he was just crying out to God. I said, Lord, speak to me. And God spoke to him. He said he ran outside the house, run around the house about three times. He said, literally, I was just running around the house before I come to myself. <laughs> <laughs> How much do we serve here? This is to make you think. And, and listen, if you're an old-time Christian and a little bit sanctimonious about your c- commitment and all your affection for God, because these things make you analyze yourself. And, and I realize a lot of my messages make you think, but it's not to condemn you or to judge you. It's to make more room in your heart for Jesus. Everybody always remember that. If My messages make you think, and you think, ah, ah. Don't don't allow negativeness to come in to say, "Hmm, the prophet's always trying to pull something out of me. I ain't got nothing left to pull out." No, you you're taking it wrong because, see, for him to increase, I must decrease. So I, I have to get rid of some thinking to think more like God, and so it causes me to think. You know, here I am, I'm very attentive to prayer, I'm very attentive to pray, maybe to fast, maybe that's your story, you know. I'm, I'm tentative to do these things, but am I doing it out of love or am I doing it out of fear? Because everybody wants some stuff. We want to keep what stuff we got and, and, and we want some new stuff. So we're afraid that if we don't do these things, here's the word afraid. See how easy I just slipped it in there. We're afraid that if we don't do this stuff, God going to take this stuff he gave us. Or he ain't going to bring us no more stuff. That's why you like to spend money. You know why you like to spend money? Because you think it's not yours. You got to spend it. Somebody gets it. You think it belongs to the doctor or somebody. Belongs to Tintec. Think about it. That's why you spend money so much. Why you can't save money? Because you think somebody's going to get it. Let me spend it while I got it. So, you realize... Okay, I can be very attentive, and it, it kind of looks like love, but is it love? Is it just fear? Huh? And some of us that have relationships, or we're married, or we have a boyfriend, girlfriend, that type of thing, you know, sometimes we're doing a lot of things for this person, and we call in it love, but maybe we're just fearful we're going to lose them, or fearful somebody else is going to take them. You ever think about that? That maybe we just do things out of fear? Not out, not out of a pure love. Now, please, this ain't the place to go down. Start beating up on yourself. This is the place. See, when God tells you these things, it's not so you feel bad. It's so you think. Maybe, Maybe I am serving fear more than I am serving a God that loves me and wants to bless me and wants to prosper me and don't want no bad things to happen to me. Not even a flat tire. Huh? And the other thing I've been saying is we so often have this great expectancy for discipline. Hmm? You know why we don't think things will work out? We're afraid we've been a bad boy or a bad girl and, and this is just a lesson to teach me. Hmm? Rather than realize, you know, there's karma in life and that God hasn't got nothing to do with it. It's our actions or other people's actions towards us. But we always always believing that God is going to discipline us. Huh? Yes. And all of us probably had a grandma who says, God going to get you. Uh? Hmm? I mean, God is second to the trolls that live under the bridge. (laughs) Uh In every country, the old folks used to invent stories to scare their children into being good. And I wonder how many preachers this morning are trying to scare people into the kingdom of heaven. Well Boo If that's what you need You look like you was scare easy Hmm? Your hair your hair already on fire So, even if we didn't grow up in church, the fear factor. Remember I show the fear factor? Uh, listen, Christians don't need to watch that show. We got our own fear factor. After serving God, He still may not like us, and He may use us as firewood to toast His marshmallows. See, some of you you gotta accept you're not good. But God loves you and you're coming to love God, and we learn to do the best that we can. Yes. I mean, yes, there's there's consequences. We know that. But serving fear is not the solution. Your fear how many how many Olympic stars do you know who served out of fear? Olympic stars. Not from the sky. And probably not from Trinidad, but countries that if you don't win we're gonna kill you and your family. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You. So you're serving out of fear. If you don't do something right, you're gonna perish. Huh? Didn't they gonna come and cut your electricity off? They're going to pull all the wiring out of your house. <laughs> What's it going to come and take all your pipes? <laughs> no. I, I got to read this last chapter. My, my water, my, my electricity, it depends upon it. And you don't think the Lord knows you sitting there reading, you half asleep, you ain't you're not remembering anything you're reading. You just You're just trying to be faithful. Yeah. Yeah. I had this funny thought thought the other day. This is what most Christians say. All I want in life, when it's over, the Lord will say, Well done. My good and faithful servant. Not medium rare, but well done. Not rare, well done. See, I don't know why y'all keep eating that old meat with blood in it. The Lord obviously likes people. Well done. But I think some people are burnt. Oh boy, God. <laughs> You're overdone. You got too much religion. And another name for religion is just fear. You're serving out of all this fear. Huh? Some of you can't even laugh this morning. you've been coming to this church you can't even laugh and you know I'm going to say something stupid and you keep coming back so evidently something down inside of you likes it (laughs) but you're afraid to laugh on the outside because Michael going to cut your head off Or Gabriel gonna come along and make you pregnant and you ain't got no man If you ever see Gabriel You you ain't got no man you ever see Gabriel run I Don't need it. This ain't good news Ishmael, have you ever seen Gabriel coming? Right man! You will be the first man in history. If God can't get Joseph pregnant, He'll work on you. So Paul was on this ship in the book of Acts. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their mind and said he was a god. And that's because after the shipwreck storming raining and all that stuff after the shipwreck they was gathering some wood up and and burning it in the rain obviously it was still raining and the viper latches himself onto Paul and this is what they're talking about now this is the thing on the island of Malta yes I think we got some Malta for sale in the cafe <laughs> Spelt the same way, Malta. So these islanders, they see all these people swimming to shore, you know. Now, in our minds, we don't think salvation. We think we almost died. We don't see it as salvation. We don't see it, wow. Huh? We got close enough to Malta that we could get saved yes we don't we don't see it as salvation we see it we almost died anybody hear what I'm saying when when, when the Lord rescues you you don't see it as salvation you see it we almost died and, and just to prove our way of thinking so the islander says hmm. they was friendly but you know You still got an eye on them, even though, because all these people come swimming out of the water, you know. As far as we know, they could be mermaids. You know, we don't know who these people are. They're just swimming out of the water, you know. (laughs) So, here's Paul gathering up his bushes and a snake. He's a murderer. Because even though he escaped the sea, justice didn't let him loose. On his reasoning, he almost died in the ship, you know. Now this snake is bit him, this poisonous snake. So they're saying, you know, they, they expect him. Nobody prayed or called for a witch doctor. They just sit there and watched. <laughs> I find that strange. Nobody prayed. They didn't even call the witch doctor. They just, look. The people expected him to swell up. You know. Or to fall over dead. Huh? The storm none knocked all the cable out on the island of Malta, so they thought, all right, this is the show today. <laughs> we are all gonna sit around the campfire and watch this man swell up or fall over dead. We're not we're not gonna to go to rich doctor. We just we're just gonna watch. So we expect him. But see, this is the core of our expectation in life is always this. Now, after he didn't swell up, you know, and after he didn't fall over dead, they said, he must be a god. Wrong again. But here's the thing. We see all these things as justice because we're under law. And law has to do with fear. And it has to do with punishment. So we're, this, so we're saying the reason this is happening is because this man's got to be a murderer. And justice wasn't going to let him free. going to kill him. If, if you read the story, that's what they said. That they thought he was a murderer. But that's the way we think. Because that's who we are. We are very fearful people. And we we're fearful. We would have no fear if there was no law. What are you afraid of? Fear has to do with punishment. We would have absolutely no fear if we was not afraid of punishment. First John. You'd have no fear in your life. No fear in your life. If you believed all things worked out for the good, you would have no fear in your life even if a snake bit you. Hmm? Yes? Paul needed that snake to bite him. That was the Lord's will to let it happen because that's the only way they're going to believe that he had anointing. When they saw him shake that thing off and just sit there or stand there and he didn't swell up and he didn't die. A lot of times things happen just so other people can be encouraged by your faith, Amen. So true. but most of us we got bit. You believe for the local witch doctor? Ain't anybody, anybody here yeah, can rub some stones together? You know, chicken foot? You know? Yeah, <laughs> foot. Don't anybody care? Yeah. Nobody gonna pray? Oh, no. <laughs> so usually we, we we miss out in the whole concept. But the whole concept is we always believe and we think by law. And again, you would have no fear. You'd have no fear in your life if you wasn't fearful of discipline. Punishment. First John says fear has to do with punishment. You believe that you are getting disciplined for something that you've done in your past. <coughs> mm-hmm. That's why in so many churches, they often say, Lord, forgive us of our sins and forgive us of the sins we don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the uh you know the the ones we don't know about. And and there's nothing wrong with that, but do we just say that out of all of this fear? We're just so afraid that we did something wrong and we don't know about it, but God's gonna kill us anyway. And I think sometimes, you know, out, sometimes out of the concept of, of trying to make your children behave, you, 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 you invent trolls under the bridge. You invent these, uh, you know, things that live out in the forest and all these things, you know. The under the bed. What lives under the bed? The boogeyman. The boogeyman. <laughs> live under the bed. They tell you that and you grow up scared. And I think sometimes as ministers, we do that to try to scare people into doing the right thing. And maybe that gets you saved, but at some point, we need to realize that the Lord came to save us from fear. Perfect love casts out that fear. Huh? Yes, some things in life don't work out. But it doesn't mean that God is out to get you. God's out to get you, but he's out to get you in a huggy way and not an abusive way. Huh? He's out to bless you, and you must believe that. And the fact that that we get so scared proves that love has not been made perfect. Hmm? And, and, And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's good to do something wrong. You know why it's good to do something wrong? Not that it's good to do something wrong, but it's good to do something wrong sometimes because, okay, God didn't kill me. What? He still loves me. Most of us couldn't handle the judgment. Huh? We have these concepts of the judgment. We have these concepts of, you know, I have to give account for every careless word. Okay, amen. But there's also the concept, if you're going to sit down at a great meal with Jesus and Abraham and all of them. But we live in so much fear. And this fear paralyzes our faith. Everybody understand? Because we live in this. And we put it on people. They didn't consider thinking Paul was a God was their last thought. No, that's the way we think. That everything is discipline. Everything is punishment. That's our whole mindset. So we say we live by grace, but we act like we live by law. Yeah. There's none of us in here that's perfect. The, the only sin that's unpardonable is the thing you keep trying to, you keep doing over and over again. You don't care what nobody thinks. The unrepenting sin, that's the unforgivable sin. And sooner or later, you're going to get tired of doing that. Mm-hmm. After you suffer enough, but that suffering doesn't come by God's hands. You know, when you make bad decisions, you get hurt. Nothing to do with God. God came to save you, even when you get hurt. First, God come to warn you. But if you don't listen, all right. God just didn't arbitrarily make up these rules just to see if you'd be faithful. No. When he says don't do something, that means don't do that. Hmm? In between services, faith came into the, the office and I had this candle, this fancy candle, so I lit it. But she knew not to touch it. She learned that lesson somewhere. Nah. Nah. See, if faith was in the garden, she'd been good. (laughs) But I'm sure that serpent had bit her somewhere or another, that fire or something there with that fire, she knew. Nah. So I was telling her, no, I said, see, put your hand up here on the top of it and you can feel the heat. No. (laughs) So I don't know how she learned that lesson. I am sure it's just not because her mama said so. I'm sure is that right, J.O.? She got burned or something. Yeah. Uh, It's not just because mama said, thou shall not touch. What? Uh Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. In fact, she tried to blow it out. See, wouldn't it have been nice if Eve had tried to blow the fruit out? <laughs> we wouldn't be so hot, you know. But we like to touch hot things, you know. But that's on us. That's not, that's, not, that's not God's doing. That's us doing. And too long in the church, we put too much fear on people. I truly believe this. We put too much fear. There's consequences. But let's not blame everything on God. You got to leave some for Satan. Uh? <laughs> Most Christians, when something bad happens, they blame it on God before they do the devil. Huh? The Lord is in control of all things, and if you humble yourself and trust Him, He'll lead you in the way you should go. He'll lead you away from the candle fire. Yes? He even leads you away from romantic fires. But you know, sometimes we like to touch. Can't blame it on God. And so now we find ourselves in a very fearful place. So our fear has chased us into the house of God. And then we're told in the house of God, not only is the danger you might get hurt, but you may live forever in hell. And I'm not saying that hell doesn't exist. I'm just saying sometimes maybe we over-exaggerate the whole fear factor? I mean, where does forgiveness come? And if, if Jesus says to me, love others as I have loved you, does that mean I can pick them up and throw them in hell? Hmm? How, how do we, you know, you, you put so much fear in there, there's no room for the love. And sometimes we saw a tentative in church. And we saw a tentative to come to church. But we come in out of fear because we afraid God is going to take our stuff or not give us no stuff. Huh? In the truth. Hmm? You know, lost your shoes. In the truth. Huh? And see, when when I say that to you, there's no condemnation there. It's the truth it's the truth. We are serving God out of fear. So we can never believe that God has better for us because we think God is going to give to us based upon our discipline. And our discipline is not very good. So we can't expect much. God may even take what stuff we got. So, if we examine ourselves this morning and realize, you know, maybe I am serving God out of a lot of fear, we could get rid of the fear and just choose to love Him. Like we could say, Lord, I came to church this morning because I was afraid. Let me be honest. Yes? Like He's the greatest lie detector in the world. Anyway, let me be honest. Can you you imagine somebody saying that to God? Let me be honest. Let me be honest. God, let me be honest. Let me be honest. I come to church this morning because I was afraid. There's ten people in here this morning. Ten. Yep. Five on this hand, five on this hand. You come to church because you this morning. If you hadn't been fearful, you could have been persuaded to stay home. That's truth. And I love you even though you didn't come for the right reason. <laughs> the Lord said 10. I didn't guess. He said 10. Right? That you could have almost been persuaded not to come. But you come out of fear. Now, here's the thing. The Lord knows that. Sometimes you need to be honest with God. Lord, you know, it's, it's true. I'm scared. I scared you ain't gonna pay the electric bill. I scared you ain't gonna give me out of my financial burden. I, I, I am fearful eh, that I just was to get used to New Year's Eve without a date because that's gonna be the rest of my life. So I want to be in church on New Year's Eve. I want to be worshiping the Lord. Yes, when it flips, and mind you, there ain't no calendar in heaven. It's just on earth. And the weirdest thing is all our calendars don't flip at the same time. Huh? Yes? You know, China flips different than our flipper. It just don't flip. Even here, all these years, the Lord has always put us in buildings where we could look out and watch fireworks for free because we know Christians ain't going to pay for it. So we can just look out the window, you know. Ain't no fireworks at a Christian's house. Oh, no, they're too cheap. <laughs> but instead of saying I'm cheap, they say it's an abomination. So they come to church and look out the window. But, but sometimes we never get it quite right, you know. I, sometimes I trust the Internet time because I think, okay, maybe surely the Internet's right. But sometimes the fireworks go off before this clock. And of course, JL has to keep working with this clock. He needs to make sure this clock is right because we don't want to celebrate too early or too late. The blessing don't work unless it's right on time. Yes. And those of you that will be watching online, if you live in a different time zone, yes, just hold it. Don't, Don't celebrate it. Religious people are funny, you know. So, so, we're, we're going to be here. I want to worship the Lord. Probably we need to be doing something serious at midnight now. I've got to do something serious. I, I don't want my mind to be in a sinful place. And I don't want to be laughing or jolly inside when, when, when it flips. Or the Lord might not, you know, might take my stuff. Sometimes you need to be real. Lord, I come to church because I'm scared this morning. Lord, I come to church because I'm sick this morning. I'm afraid I'm going to die. Let's sing hymn 32. Let's sing Amazing Grace. I love it. Amazing Grace, how sweet... Oh, I feel the healing. That's why some of us don't get healed because we got too much fear. Plus, we don't think God likes us that much? No way. I like people that get halfway healed. They're my favorite. (laughs) You pray for them, right? I ain't got no powers up my sleeve. I pray for you. you healed. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. And they don't want you to pray no more. They feel like half healed is good enough for them, you know. Nah! No! You mean I pray and you got better? That means God's working. And we're gonna settle for half. And besides, I have this scripture that backs me up. Hmm? See, sometimes people don't even think I got a scripture. I got this scripture to back me up. I got all kinds of scripture to back me up. Remember the man that was blind? Jesus prayed for him. He says, I see trees walking around like people, or people walking around like trees. And Jesus prayed for him again. I ain't gonna pray for you all day, but I pray for you twice. Just in case you see in trees. <laughs> I pray for you twice. Hmm. Just because you're free doesn't mean you're not serious about God. Just because you got joy. To me, that that proves it even more. If you've got a joy, and that joy is there all the time, and you you got that joy and that that excitement about life, and it's there all the time, that's the greatest evidence of God, huh? Yes, because as you get older and you get so stiff and you can't get in and out of the car, I don't know, I don't know if you got arthritis or religion. <laughs> what? Well, you in church, and you, 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 oh, I feel good. Oh, I feel the spirit moving. You, you got too much fear. You know, shake your hip one time. Oh, you're whining. Uh, uh, you judge yourself. Other people judge it. As a church, we judge each other. We need to get away from all of this. Yes, there's holiness. And, and yes, sometimes we got pride. And yes, sometimes we might come through the door like we own the place. Listen. Karma will take care of you, baby. Yes. Yes. So when they're looking at Paul, see that they, they thought, "Nah, he he, he dead. We just gonna watch him die. He he either gonna puff up, he fall over, huh? because that's the way we look at everything. We don't look at the great revival or the ministry that took place in Malta. Yes, in Malta." Anybody got faith today? Buy a Malta. Yolanda, I'm going to beat you if we run out of Maltas. You know not the hour, you know. You know not the hour of my coming, you know. There you go. stop, stop. Hey, hey. There's going to be a cello Malta today. <laughs> Malta, Smalta, same thing. Smalta's just baby brother of Malta. Yeah. <laughs> is somebody defending that? Mm-hmm. We ain't talking about no malt liquor either. Oh, yes, in the state, there's malt liquor. Mm-hmm. That's the ones that didn't get saved on Malta. They started making liquor. Oh. Smalta, Malta, Malta. Right? Got faith? Buy one today. You don't have to buy it here because I got a feeling they ain't stocked up. Where's Ishmael at? He, he went outside, he went to supermarket. Uh, he went to get some? <laughs> I guess it's first come get you a malta somewhere today. Yes? Now, you may say, why? I don't know. It's in the scripture. You have faith? But I guarantee you, somebody will buy one out of fear. They won't buy one out of inspiration. Obviously, I'm not trying to make money. I don't care where you buy it. Right? I don't have no stocks in Malta, Malta, Balta. No, 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 Right? I just, I just felt led of the Lord to say "There's a blessing, right? Get one, share it, right? But I guarantee you, somebody will buy one, and I guess this is the, I guess this is the point. Somebody will buy one out of fear. Some pregnant lady will buy one because she says, "I'm afraid I'll lose my baby if I don't do this." Am I telling the truth? Am I telling the truth? Huh? And, and that's, why, that's why sometimes these ministers, you know, I, I, that, and I'm not talking about ministers, but that's why sometimes these ministers can rob you so easy because you're so fearful. That's, that's why sometimes you, you give when God didn't tell you to give. You give out of fear. I believe you should give in the church. I believe you should give in the offering. We don't take up an offering. is outside. I'm not fearful that you will pass by and we'll get thrown out of the building. The Lord will take care of us. Amen? Am I telling the truth? Yes. You will buy things out of fear. Some of you will buy a Malta today. You don't even like Malta. But you're going to buy one just in case. (laughs) There's probably a lot in church. They're just going to do it. And they're going to take one sip and they're going to say, I don't feel nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that not the truth? Because you're afraid not to do it. And see, a prophet should, when a prophet speaks, it's not supposed to be out of fear. Listen, it's the anointing, it's the presence, it's the love. I feel it. Let me give me a malta. I feel it. So you're not doing it out of fear. But we do so many things in church totally out of fear. And I don't know if you have calculated this or not, but you're not serving God. you serve in fear. Fear is your master. Paul says, Be not ye yoked again. Hmm? By fear, by slavery. Don't be, don't be caught up in that again. And what was he talking about? He was talking about religious fear. He's talking about don't get free whom the sun sets free. Don't get free and then get tied up in a fearful religion where you can't even move. You can't dance. You can't say hallelujah. You can't laugh at something funny. Huh? And you're always afraid if you don't do everything right. God is going to take you stuff or not give you no stuff. Hmm? Now, sometimes as preachers, we try to scare you into reading your Bible. You're reading out of fear. Huh? And then when you, you ever get one of them fearful scriptures? Uh, anybody ever get a fearful scripture? You know God talking about you, you're going to dead. But then you get a good, good scripture, and you don't believe that one's about you. Who am I talking to? I'm talking to somebody, huh? Yes, you damned forever. Oh, that's me. You wicked servant. Oh, that's me. You're going to be blessed before you... Oh, beyond what you can imagine. Well, uh, that's not me. Huh? See? See? Honest woman right there. That's me. That's me. See? There's no harm in confessing that Nah. nah. this truth. I'm serving fear more than I'm serving God. Anything that scares me, that's my God. Huh? Heart attack, my God. Broken vehicle, my God. Yes, running off the side of a mountain, my God. God knows all your fears, the devil knows all your fears. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Getting kidnapped. Imagine somebody kidnap you and take you to Jamaica. Because <laughs> you lost your dialect. <laughs> now I bet that fear would bring it back out. Hmm? We serve fear. And that fear is fighting with your faith. Because your expectancy is to be disciplined. Your expectancy is bad news. You don't even, it's your phone. It's your phone and you don't even expect it to ring good. You, you don't expect nothing good. You don't expect some good news. Every now and then I have some people come in the office and they scare me to death. <laughs> this is true, you know. They come in the office, Right? They knock, whatever. They come in the office. I get scared one time. I feel the fear. I get scared before they say anything. <laughs> Even the knock scares me. My office. <laughs> I get scared. I feel in this fear, you know. But it only happens around certain Individuals. Aha! Uh-huh. Therefore, it's not me. Because other people come and I'm not scared. How are you? You doing good? Why? Well, glad I to see you. Some people. I have to remember to breathe. And sometimes these individuals come excited. But they still scare me. Their whole knocking, it's just like all the times before, it's it's like, it's just fear. It's like I say, Lord, no, 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 no. Okay, maybe I got some fear. But why is it always this person or that person? It's their fear. They always come with fear, even when they're excited. And I wish so much that they get set free from that fear. Huh? Because for their sake and my sake. (laughs) Because sometimes I think, oh, no, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I want to say that, but I don't say that. I won't let myself say that. What's wrong? What's wrong? And then they say something good. I say, okay, okay. What else? What else? (laughs) No, that's it. I just want to tell you something about the good thing. There's nothing else. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I realized that other thing was just a part of their character. And these individuals love God. And you love God and I love God. But sometimes I think we serve fear. Hmm? Because most of us, none of us in here think that we're perfect. I mean, there's times when we say, Lord, why is everything going like this? I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. See, there's your curse right there. You're trying. Yes? Yes? I can prove it. If your husband was trying to be faithful, would you forgive him? (laughs) So the next time you use that word trying with God, remember your definition of trying. I don't care what the dictionary says. What is your definition of trying? Yes? If somebody said I was trying to be on time... If somebody said, I was trying to be faithful. If somebody was saying, I was trying. See, you don't have much mercy with that trying. God does, but you don't. So when you say, Lord, what's going on? First thing, it says that you're under law because you're trying. That means you're working at it, which no man is saved through works. So it's the works. But the whole trying things already says that you failed, I tried. When you somebody says they tried, it means they didn't complete it. They tried, so it's already, but you don't expect no grace on that. So the, a lot of us in here this morning could say, I'm trying to do what's right. Can anybody say that? Have any angels in the room, anybody that does things perfect? Feel free to stand up and bow. Bow. Is anybody trying? Yeah. Uh, maybe we could try better, but is anybody trying this morning? Anybody trying? All right, none of you stood up and nobody's saying they're trying. I don't want at least one group left, you know. y'all scaring me. Some of you are too scared to say you're trying. Is anybody trying? Raise your hand if you're trying. Uh, And if you got arthritis, this is a real miracle. (laughs) Yes? All right. But you know, that can be good enough for God. It's not good enough for us. Because if we're trying, and we put an effort forth, then we're probably going to do more. Right? But too many times we judge ourselves. It's not God. And so our expectancy is to get a reward for trying. But God rewards you as if though you did it right. Because His love is not wavered by your faults. God has the best for you. Yes? And here's the thing. This This is the thing you must understand about God. When God blesses you, even if, you're, even if you're a halfway heathen, when God blesses you, that's glory for him. When he blesses you and you say, "This is the Lord did this. And you even say, I didn't do anything to deserve it. I wasn't even trying. I was watching TV. God did this. That's glory for him. That's glory for him. That's snake bite. That's glory for him. Uh, And Paul evidently had the faith to be bitten. Some of y'all ain't got the faith to be bitten. He dusted it off and kept going. Huh? Some of y'all be running around the house. Oh, God! (laughs) Nothing been shipwrecked. The other sailors wanted to kill you, but there was the the, the main guy like Paul. So So you got shipwrecked, and now you're snake bit. Don't tell me. You ain't got three hundred curses on your life, and you need to go see a prophet right now and get the curses taken off, because you've not been shipwrecked and snake bit. Yes, you got a curse on your life. Why you say you got a curse on your life? You should have been dead twice. Look at me like you're blessed. <laughs> now somebody didn't hear me. Now see this is the way you look at things. Shipwreck. I mean, you've been out there for days. They wouldn't eat nothing. They finally ate on the last day. They're throwing everything overboard. Yes, this is Paul's shipwreck, not Jonah. He got thrown off. But Paul, you know, got shipwrecked, almost died. I don't even know if Paul could swim. And then you get snake bit if that was you. If that was you. If that was you. Huh? You be saying somebody did witchcraft on me. I'm cursed. Huh? It's the curse of my forefathers. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Tell the truth. Tell the truth. You wouldn't shook that snake off and let him burn in the fire, huh? Now, this is not for the people that live in the city in Trinidad, but the country people, they probably ate the snake afterwards. Uh, look, lunch is served. Oh, no, you see the worst. You're cursed. Uh, but here's the thing. In the shipwreck, Paul stood up and said, An angel of the Lord, who am I serving? Who is with me? said we will all be saved. The ship is going to be wrecked, but we all going to be saved. So he done won everybody over on the boat. But now you're on Malta, all these Malta drinkers. So you got to win them over. So the snake bites. But because Paul knows he's not cursed, but loved. Even though he killed Stephen, and don't tell him how many other people he might have killed and put in prison. He didn't think, well, oh, the Lord is finally getting me for all my wicked ways. No, he shakes the thing off. Why? Because he's none been redeemed from fear. He's been redeemed from that way of thinking. Huh? Some of you you break a nail and you think God's against you. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. You break a nail. My life is ruined. It'll take weeks for it to grow back out. Or for me to get enough money to buy another one. Uh? And then you want to be Apostle Paul. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Uh? Am I telling the truth? Somebody, dress this morning. You're not happy with the dress that you have on this morning. Hmm? You don't like the way the dress was fitting you this morning. You weren't happy. This row. This row right here. Yeah, I know it's you. Stand yourself up. Is that the pretty dress? Stand up. Come over here. Let's model that dress. God knows all your secrets. I seen you in there. you pulling and tugging on it. You said, this thing don't fit. I wish I had some new clothes. My mama's so poor, I ain't got no clothes Oh, she said that, did she? Well, no. Oh. <laughs> We're so poor. I can't get no dress. I, I mean, and this, this, this thing. <laughs> now, see, if you think that enough, everybody else will start to agree with you. Let's see. I don't think so. Anybody else think so? having some dysteria <laughs> that's the dress mm-hmm. you didn't have nothing else clean well, I didn't, but I didn't I don't are you drowning <laughs> they hard to breathe <laughs> <laughs> tell me tell me tell me huh? tell me well, you, said, you're blushing I not want to say huh you don't want to get huh? One of his any cute boys in the house. huh. You wanna what? You wanna what? You wanna punch who? What'd you say? What'd you say? You know the mic is on, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so you think you cursed huh? Or at least your mama cursed <laughs> yeah. You nothing bought, she nothing bought She nothing spent all the Christmas money On sweet bread <laughs> Remember the play Huh <laughs> See did she look bad No. Oh, see this is the thing. You wake up negative. You see negative. Hmm. Hmm? Got nothing to do with heaven. Got nothing to do with anybody else. you in your own ugly world. All by yourself. Well, oh, there's another one or two. They're in the ugly world with you. The one took off running. She was in the ugly world. But that's all right. Right? Hmm? Listen. Any day now. Before March. Any day now before March, any day now before March, somebody's going to take you into a nice clothing store and buy you seven pretty dresses. (laughs) Not for the night club, for the day club. You receive that? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, just one more thought. Here you are. You're looking in the mirror too, aren't you? You looked in the mirror, right? Huh? Yeah. Here you are. Here in the mirror. <laughs> Gabriel and Michael. everybody thinking. She must be having some kind of spiritual battle. We don't see nothing. <laughs> God seeing you. God's <laughs> What is wrong with my child? (laughs) But see, that's where the enemy puts us. Never again. Hmm? You're always going to remember this. And when you remember this, you're going to think, I better behave or the prophet's going to call me up and serve me. No, 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 don't remember that. (laughs) You're going to always remember. Now, devil, you ain't going to do this to me again. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. If your mind is poverty, nothing you put on is going to look rich. But when you believe that God loves you, whatever you're wearing is going to look good. Mm -hmm. It's going to look good. You may have a naysayer here or there, but that's just who they are. They say nay about everything. Huh? No, you got to get over the fear. You, you had all kinds of drama going on. Oh, it's like the whole world was falling apart. You, you just let your mind get in that bad place. Huh? And then you said, let me humble myself. God, you're God. That's what you said. Is that true? See, because you love God. Mm. And that's why God called you a long time ago. (laughs) And now that you're going to get over that fear, he's going to give you all kinds of pretty dresses because otherwise them pretty dresses would make you, you wouldn't see nothing beautiful in that mirror. Mm. We live in fear. What kind of world we live in? When a teenage girl has those kind of fears. Wonder where she learned that from. Hmm? Ah. Probably from somebody that wears a girdle. (laughs) Listen, if you're overweight, just be overweight. Don't be trying to lie in church. Just say, Lord, I need to lose some weight. Don't be trying to hide it. <laughs> if it's one thing I've learned about God, be honest with God. Be respectful. Be honest. He wants to bless your life. He wants to change your life. He's not, put, he's not putting you through hell. He's trying to save you from hell. Who or how many in here thinks God is putting you through hell? Why would God put you through hell? God going to put you through hell to save you. Shake and bake, what? God going to put you through hell to... No. Huh? Not something else putting you through hell. God came to save you from it. Whatever going on in your life, God is here to help you. And if you're in a desperate place, God is not here to punish you. Yes? When we do wrong, it has its own rewards. God is here to help you. I, I, I want somebody to believe that this morning because I want you to come back next year, which is not far away, and have this great testimony. Hmm? Yes. He's here to help you. But isn't there a little something underneath that makes us feel like maybe God is getting me for something? True. It's always back there, isn't it? I did something wrong. God is not happy with me. Hmm? but is that true or is that just their fear talking Hmm? your fear can make you think you have the longest night in the world your fear can make you think the devil's left hell and they're camping outside your house Hmm? and some of them couldn't see and they got up on the roof Fear can make you see the worst. I mean, it blows everything out of proportion. Church, let's quit serving fear. Let's serve God who loves us. Let's serve a God that knows our shortcomings. So let's don't try lying to Him. Let's be honest with Him. For whatever's going on in your life, be honest with God. Huh? Be honest with God, right? You know... If you're feeling angry, just say, Lord, I'm angry. I don't know why I'm angry. I shouldn't be angry. Yes? Don't be, don't be trying to sing, uh, love lifted me. <laughs> you know you're angry. <laughs> just be honest. And then the Lord will probably tell you the stupid thing you're angry about. Or maybe you know, and he's going to say, let it go, let it go. I got so much more for you. hmm so many more blessings. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I think we have a baby to dedicate. Yes, I almost forgot. Where's the baby at? Mm-hmm. Da-da-da-ba-sai-ye. Yeah. mm Mm-hmm. 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 Does, does anybody, just, just come stand right here, please. Stand right there. Anybody f- just feel like they're under God's wrath this morning? You feel so. Mm-hmm. Stand up if that's you. Feel like you're under God's wrath. Come here to the aisle. Come to the aisle. Go to the aisle. Just stand right here. You just feel like you're under God's wrath. Like hmm? Hmm? Anybody else? Don't lie in church. Because you're really going to feel the wrath of God. <laughs> no, you, anybody else? You just feel like the wrath of God. That God's angry with you. Huh? All right, first is, did you start the Ukraine war? No. <laughs> Just making sure. Oh, huh? You have any family members living in North Korea? No. no. All right. <laughs> oh you in this line too, Colleen? Huh? You look like a princess. You look like you should be on top of a wedding cake, or at least in a little thing. Uh-huh. Wow! A man could just sweep you away today. Here. You in this lane? Oh, hallelujah! I felt Caleb get free. (laughs) I tease it. I tease it. What could y'all have done to make God so angry? Doesn't it seem kind of silly? Yes. I mean, God who created everything, all the universes from the beginning of time. God is just so angry up there. He's throwing Michael around. The angels, they all run because God is angry. What could you have done? Now, the wrath of God can be there, but, but that fire is coming from you. Huh? Y'all can make God at that. See, this is, this is the thing that, that I learned about the wrath of God. I don't get that angry. Why do I think God's more angry than me? I understand the Bible says the wrath of God. But is it that He's angry? Or maybe we have done things and we feel like he's angry at us. And that wrath is our own wrath. And sometimes we ain't done nothing. Sometimes we just we just like to beat up on ourselves. Like God is not pleased with us. And I think that could be several a few people in the house. That God is not pleased with us. It is not true. If you did something wrong just be human and repent. Say Lord I shouldn't have done that. And if there's something that you did this wrong, it will come to your memory right now. You just say, Lord, I shouldn't have done that. Huh? And if you can't come up with nothing, they may not be nothing. You know, you could walk around somebody feeling condemned and all at once you start to feel condemned. Yes. Huh? Imagine somebody taking that, that little doll off of that cake or out of that music box. And this little doll, angry, you know. What? <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit, just remove. Hmm? Just remove that wrath. Hmm? And here's another thing to think about when you're angry. Sitting around being angry at being angry. Makes no sense in heaven. You're angry because you're angry. Uh, You get vexed that you was vexed. Makes no sense. If you did something wrong, it's just learning. Right? Let's try not to do it again. First, let's make sure we did something. Because sometimes we judge ourselves. And sometimes we judge ourselves for nothing we didn't do. Sometimes it's somebody else's judgment. Yes? The cross of Jesus is so powerful. Was it, it? It's so old. It, it happened such a long time ago. It, it don't work as fast today. Or we don't let it work as fast. Whew. God loves your laugh. You know that? He loves your laugh. Huh? He loves your laugh. Your laugh makes the devil feel his shame. That is the truth. Huh? That uh, is true. Because you start laughing, ain't no devil can stay around you, you know. See, here it is. See right there. All the devil's running now. Because they think you laughing at them. You're not embarrassed them. <laughs> huh? Let this be a lesson. If you do something wrong, just, just repent. Get it over with. God ain't angry with you. Get up, try again. Huh? That's what the cross is about. We can make mistakes and still live. We can make mistakes and still be saved. Think about it. All that wrath. Is that God. That's us condemning ourselves. And whoever else is there with us to help us condemn ourselves. Yes? Huh? Mm -hmm. This has to do with Christmas stuff. This happened. Well, these two has to do with Christmas type of things. Yes? Regret gets about Christmas stuff. Something you should have done Christmas. Is that true? You got some other things too? You got a list. You need to throw a pencil away and quit writing all this stuff down. I see some stuff is Christmas related. There's some other things too. Uh-huh. And you too. Hey, y'all don't need Christmas. Y'all can judge each judge yourselves easily all year long. That's true. Easter. Spring break, summer, any anytime you just stop it. Right? When you feel when you when you feel all that anger, say Lord, what am I angry about? It? And if you feel like you're angry at yourself, say Lord, why why am I angry at myself? Because he come to help you, he come to take it off of you. And what I'm speaking to you for, I'm speaking to anybody in here. Yes. Be gone. I forgive you. I forgive you. Hmm? I forgive you. Sometimes people say, but you don't know what I did. I don't care. I forgive you. The cross says I don't care. The cross says it's all covered. There's no sin bigger than another sin. It's all covered. Amen? Feel better? All, all, all four of you? Yes? See? No big u- ugly serpent run out of you. Uh, see, you, you think your bad manners keep you broke. Tell me it's not so. You think your bad manners keep you broke. You think that's the reason you ain't got no money. I'm not a nice person. Am I talking to you? Huh? That's not the reason you broke. <laughs> well, it's the reason you are broke because you believe it's the reason you are broke. Huh? You think you're supposed to struggle. You think things are supposed to be hard. Mm? That's your expectation. But no more. Amen. Huh? No more. <laughs> before this before this year is over, you're gonna have some money come to you. Yes? <laughs> wow, look at woo. Look at you. Huh? Wow. Daddy, you in trouble. You in trouble. You, you better go take some karate classes. jujitsu, huh? Can you do any of that? You, you, better, you, better, you better practice up because you don't need it. Look at you. You pretty and you know it. Huh? Look at everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? What? That's a bokesta that makasike. Esom And then, and then, ooh, and she's a partyer too. It's a good thing we're gonna dedicate you. Huh? <laughs> huh? What's that? Your mama used to be a partier. Mama used to party? You like to dance? You do. Not you did, but you do. You, like, you still like to? Uh-huh. It's in her. Whoa. But you're going to dance for the Lord. Huh? Yes. 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 Oh, and you adventurous. Things don't scare you, you know. Oh, no, you try anything once. Maybe twice. If it didn't hurt too much the first time. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. See, see, God sees you right now. Not just where you're at now. He sees you down the road. Hmm? Sees you down the road. When you're trying to hide and your daddy can't find you. <laughs> Wow! This y'all's first. You're first. Come. And what? You have one. Okay. Where's she at? We'll bring her here. Where's she at? That's my big baby. That's your big baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. Wow. How are you? Uh huh. Is this your baby sister? Wow. She's pretty, isn't she? Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know that a long time. All right. Say that again? Even before she was (laughs) born, she was. I was doing special. Special. I for she. You was? And you was praying for her to come out beautiful? Yes. What? Wow. Wow. or oh, she's saying something she ain't supposed to say okay I don't give her the mic now now she can preach you know she's she, she, she gone now you know? she's gonna talk a lot of stuff uh-huh wow alright okay she likes to talk you like to talk where she get that from did she get that from here no she don't get it from here this your daughter is this your daughter? Is this your daughter? That's your daddy? Or one of your daddies? Is this one of your daddies? this your daddy. Uh? Uh? Uh, you, you just called him uncle? Uh, I bet he'd make a good daddy. You can always have more than one daddy, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, you could get in trouble, you know. <laughs> we, we like to talk too much. You come here. There you go. There we go, right there. Yes. Now I got a hold of you. Wow. You want to say something? I ain't gonna give it to your sister. She like to talk too much. Now to say something. Say something. Uh, Say something. You want some water? Look here. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I dedicate you to the Lord this day. Hmm? Over there. Wow. I dedicate you to the Lord this day. Oh, it's good. She don't like water. She like water now. You like water? Can I put some water on you? Can I put some water on you? Calm. Calm. You like water? Yeah, I love water. Okay. Can I dedicate her too? I just dedicate you to the Lord right now. Huh? Yes? And and, and you oh, No, there's room for two of you. There's room for two. Come come. Huh? Yes. And you know what? I like your big mouth. And the Lord's gonna use your big mouth for his glory. You love Jesus? Hmm? Do you, you say your prayers? You said you prayed, right? Yeah, I just pray every night. You pray every night, all right. You I'm make gonna. all right, you make mom and daddy pray. Make sure they come to church every Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah. You do that? Yes. Yeah. All right, all right. And if they do anything wrong, you let me know, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> she is sweet. Hmm? Don't cramp her style. That's who she is. The Lord is gone. Teach her what to say and what not to say. But at this age, you better be good. Because Sani is watching you. She's watching everything you do. Yeah, Everything you do. She's seeing everything. Oh, yeah. Brr. So, you two together... Y'all live together. Oh, that's what she was trying to say. And, and see, I told you, me and her get in trouble. Uh, so, are y'all working towards marriage? That's what you want, right? This, this ain't no listen. This, this ain't one of those churches, right? Because I, I sensed, right. That's what you want to work towards, right? True. You love her. Yeah. Huh? She's pretty, ain't she? She's very. Uh huh. And that's what you want. Uh, I could just marry you right here, right now, you know. <laughs> you don't mind. All right, we're going we to wait for him to get ready. Right? But, um, you know, you should never look at marriage. Marriage is just getting a blessing on your life, right? So I'm not, not going to rush you, right? Right? Say that again. He wants to get married, he does. Like, it look like like you might be a little scared. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. She says you ready? Huh? You ready? We got one wedding this afternoon. But I think we have to have papers. That you got to get the, the warden to sign, right? But if y'all serious, Nicole, raise your hand. See that lady right there? If you're serious, right? I'm not pushing you, right? Because you got to do this with a with a you got to do this with a good heart, right? Right? So listen y'all can make this yet you think she's the one for you huh you know if you don't have faith you will never know you'll spend your whole life searching and you'll never know be in and out in and out sometimes you just got to make a decision it's like a pair of shoes Boy, I like your shoes That's nice. You have a hard time finding them shoes this morning? That's that's the first pair you put on. Huh? Oh, you you don't have much to choose from. But you like shoes. So I'm going to bless you with a bunch of new shoes, right? What did you say from small? What, What about small? You said something from small. You didn't have many shoes from small. Uh-huh, all right, all right, well. Say that again. You don't move around with much shoes. Well, that's, that's I understand that. When I was young, I didn't move around much shoes either. I couldn't afford any. I just had one pair. The Lord's going to give you all kinds of shoes, but listen, sometimes you just got to make a decision. Sometimes you got to quit reading horoscopes and listening to what this person says and that person says. Sometimes you got to just make up your mind. Lord, is this the person? Hmm? And I think y'all are a beautiful couple. Hmm? Hmm? You just need to put your heart on her and not look back. For sure, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Just put your heart on her and don't look back. And listen, God will start to bless your life. And don't look at marriage as something that's going to tie you down. Look at it as something that's going to promote a blessing on you. Because with her, you know, she don't feel good if she's not married. True. So and that'll fight your blessings. So just get you a bigger blessing, right? Yes, the Lord is for you. Is she gonna teach you how to talk? <laughs> Hallelujah! Nice to meet you. Be blessed. Yes. All right. Ah da 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 if you ever want people to confess their sins, find their children. You find their children, they don't need to confess. They will tell you everything. you even try to stop them. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day. Come, Nicole. Hallelujah. Isn't God lovely? Hmm? Isn't he lovely? But tell the truth, tell the truth. Isn't there something that makes you want to hold on to fear? I say, isn't God lovely? And you say yes. You're going to say that because you're afraid not to say God is lovely. Uh, True? But isn't there something that wants to hold on to fear? Isn't there something, there's this but that wants to come? Isn't it this religious fear that wants to come. huh listen, just because you say God is wonderful and God is love, that doesn't mean there's not a consequences when we do wrong. right? There's a consequence. And just like those four individuals, huh they felt like God's only focus was getting even with them. That's where your head gets you know huh? out of all the angry people in the world. He's focusing on those four. No, that's us. The Bible says, escape the devil's trap. Because that's his trap. That's his burning. That's not our burning. And God didn't sentence us to that. Now, I know some of you in here, you've got some uncertainties in your life. Some things fearful, right? Listen, have faith in God, right? Don't have no heart attack. and then realize you didn't have nothing to worry about. We do not serve fear. We serve God. If you think you did something wrong, make it right with God. Make it right. If you don't know, make it right. And don't walk around thinking you did some something terrible but God won't even tell you what it is. How can God expect you to repent? But that's like some of us, you know. You ever been angry at somebody? And the person don't even know it you giving them all kinds of faces, like it's Halloween, and the person don't even know that you're angry with them. See, it, it don't make sense. If God is upset with you and you love Him, He'll come and tell you what you should have done. Yes, but God is out to save you and to bless your life. He's out to take all this fear away. So you feel this wonderful peace and this joy. Feel this peace and this joy? Uh You you, you feel that love? Uh You see this this couple that was here and the children? Hmm? The church's thing was to dedicate one child. But that wasn't God's thing. God's thing was to dedicate all. He just used that hmm? to love on them and to let people know, I'm not angry at you. Come to me, all you that are heavy laden. Yes, heavy burden and all those things. God loves you even more than you like yourself. Hmm? Yes? Yes? Hmm? God never gets up in the morning and looks in the mirror and don't like what he's wearing. <laughs> Amen. Don't give way to fear. Have a beautiful week.